Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you've tuned in here to Conservative Not Better Talk, and yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. You know, over the weekend, I saw there was a very, I think, fair question that uh, Secretary Blinken uh, didn't, uh, I don't think, handled very, uh, very well. In fact, he was asked, he was asked why, I'm just going to paraphrase here, but effectively... If Trump and Putin were buddies, and if Trump, I, I'm, I'm adding to it. It was basically, the question was, why didn't Biden, or excuse me, uh, Putin attack or threaten to attack or all this stuff, uh, Ukraine, when Trump was in office? Because remember, the narrative was, and it still is, that Trump is Putin's, well, uh, puppet, I guess you could say. That's what we're supposed to to believe and so then why wouldn't Putin have done this when uh, Trump was in office because then Trump was going to be easy on him Trump would have known what to do this is the narrative folks we have been fed and of course you know because you pay attention well most of you know I don't know Always, if there's uh, someone that has tuned in for the first time that's a, I don't know, a Bernie Sanders fan, welcome to the program, by the way. We can we can be friends and get along. Um, but those of you that are in the know and pay attention to this stuff, you know what's, what's going on. You know that this whole Russian-Trump collusion, silly talk, Putin owning Trump and pictures of Putin and Trump, uh, what the left say shows that Trump was cowering in his presence and all this sort of stuff. That's that's the narrative. And so I guess the fair point here, Chuck Todd's the one who asked uh, Secretary of State Blinken this question. But why did Putin wait until Biden was president to increase the intensity in Ukraine? Seems like a fair question to ask. Here's the – well, the very end of the question – RNC Research has retweeted this. This was uh, over the weekend, Sunday Sunday morning, in fact. But just listen to this exchange. Listen, most importantly, to the response of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. The previous one, why do you think he didn't act then? <laughs> I hope you get a chance to ask him. Um, but- I, hope, I hope you get a chance to ask him. I hope, <laughs> I hope you get a chance to ask Putin is what he says to Chuck Todd, not to be confused with the Putin now leading Canada into an authoritarian dictatorship, but Vladimir Putin, Anthony Blinken's response is quite literally, I don't have an answer. You'd have to ask Putin. You'd have to ask, again, the person that we are supposed to believe is the one who's in control of Trump, the one who is controlling his every 
move, you'd have to ask him as to why they waited to increase the intensity and the aggression toward Ukraine when they had a puppet. It seems like a reasonable question. I don't know how Chuck Todd decided to ask that. You know, how bad do things have to be for Chuck Todd, who is nothing more than a mouthpiece for the radical left, nothing more than a spokesperson, a PR agent. Um, how bad does it have to be for him to start asking these these questions? And not just him, others others as well. Folks, by the way, email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, feedback, adoration, praise, all of that um, will be accepted at that email address. Just make sure that it counts, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. So we know that the intensity is increasing in Ukraine. Uh, We know that um, Putin has taken action that appears, according to the experts, yes, the ever so popular experts around the world. Uh, but the experts say that this this is Putin is setting the stage to make an invasion uh, of of Ukraine. Um, incidentally, I find it ironic that the last two times that Biden has been in the White House, Putin has been either, invading or talking about invading Ukraine. You might remember back from 2014 when Putin invaded um, the the whole situation with Crimea. And here we are yet again. So that is, again, just, again, we're a year. It is astonishing to think about this. We are one year into this mess. And it is an absolute, unmitigated, out-of-control dumpster fire in this country. Everything that we were told Donald Trump was going to usher in to the United States of America has been ushered in courtesy of Joseph R. Biden and the radical left who are running today's Democrat Party. Inflation at a 40-year high. 7.5%, probably going up from there. I got a story here. Rent. Folks, rent is up in some cities. Are you ready for this? Now, keep in mind, this is the party that's supposed to be the Democrat Party. They they tell us how much they care for the the working man, the working woman, the working, I should say, person. They don't even use that for – they care so much, they don't even use the term male, man, female, they use the appropriate terminology as set forth by other radical university types around this country. They get the thumbs up on the types of phrases and terms that they use. But this is the party that tells us that they are in favor of the working class. They're here to help the average American And they're here to help them deal with the oppression and the 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 just all the consequences of evil wealthy business people. Now, folks, I I understand that there are evil evil people in all groups of people. So there are certainly evil 
business people, but there are certainly some salt of the earth, incredibly good business people as well. In fact, the folks that we have on this program, I, I deal, I've said this on here before, and I sincerely mean it. The people that we get to know feature on this program as advertisers are among some of the best people that I've ever met. You can find a list of those that support our advertisers.com. But they, the Democrats, want you to believe that there's a a class war here. There, there is a war. There's a culture war going on, and it's a war of culture, of morality, and it's, an, it's also a war between the ruling class and the rest of Americans. And the rest of Americans can be, you know, if, if we chose to look at them um, and, and identify groups, whatever those groups are, within the regular Americans that are at war with the ruling class in this country, there are white people, there are black people, there are Hispanic people, there are Asian people, there are male, there are female, there are conservatives, there are liberals, there are moderates. That's the real war that's happening in America today. And to, to further point this out, headline here from Breitbart.com, Bidenflation, I love that term by the way, runs hot, sending rents soaring across the country. First gas, then heating, and, and now rents. I'm reading from the article here. Runaway inflation is driving rents skyward skywards across Joe Biden's America, delivering an average of a 20% increase in the U.S.'s biggest 50 cities over the past 12 months. Folks, 20% increase. So in other words, if someone's tuned in today and is of the school of thinking of the uh, Bernie Sanders mathematics and has really maybe no idea what that means, if you were paying for simple math, if you were paying $1,000 a month a year ago, and you were in one of America's 50 largest cities, 12 months later, your rent went to $1,200, a 20% increase. Went from 1,000, you take 20% of that, that's 200, you add it back to the 1,000, that's $1,200 a month. $200 more than what it was just a mere 12 months ago. And you can do it another way. You can, you can look at it like this. You can say over the past 365 days, Biden has increased folks' rent over 50 cents a day, almost 55 cents a day that he's been in office. Or you can say on average about $16.67 a month. So folks, just I'm just pointing this out. I'm, this is not a prediction but if, if Biden is going to be in office for roughly, we'll say, 35 more months, that means if he continues at this current clip, rents will increase. And I'm not predicting it will stay at this clip. I'm just telling you what it would be left on its current trajectory. That's my only point. dollar now $1,200 monthly rent would increase another $583. Think about that. 
So our $1,200 rent becomes $1,783. I know numbers are hard to follow on, on radio and so forth, but you can get the, the, the gist of that, right? So then we would be looking at a 78% increase, increase over, you could say 80, 80% effectively, over four years at this pace. Again, not a prediction. I'm not saying that's where it's headed. I'm simply saying this is the consequence, one of the consequences of what we, uh, of what we are, are dealing with here. And so the average person paying rent in one of America's largest cities is paying 20% more this year than they were last year. On top of that, they're paying 7.5% inflation. Biden and his team will sit here and they'll scream, oh, but they got more money. They got raises. Okay. They got raises. But even when you factor in inflation, the net impact on the average American is that they're putting less money in their pocket because their money is worth less. And at this current pace, it's going to be worth a whole lot less. These are the consequences, folks, of of an American electorate that, regardless of what you think about, which I'm not, I'm not brushing it under the bridge or sweeping it under the bridge, I'm simply saying... I'm simply saying that just put aside election integrity, election fraud, all that stuff that, um, you know, there, there's some concerning, let's just say some concerning things that we've discovered and, and heard about and so forth. Let's just take it at, at its face value. 81 million Americans decided to cast their ballot, cast their vote for Joseph R. Biden. 81 million. Now... We're stuck with this. And this is not what 81 million people voted for. It's simply not. And and no matter what Biden and his cronies, the Democrat Party, you know, people like Chuck Todd are starting to get a little bit aggravated with this. So the media might not, you know, at some point they may throw Biden under the bus. I think maybe they even would if they had another alternative to point us to. The problem is they don't. They don't. This Biden inflation, as has been called in multiple places, including including this Breitbart article, Biden inflation isn't just Biden's inflation. This is owned purely by the ideology of the radical left. This is what their policies, this is what their so-called ideas, which are nothing more than a conglomeration of feelings. Um, there's no logic or sense or truth that these things are built upon and this is what happens this is what happens and 81 million people were told voted for this guy and at best at best i mean what is it 20 or 30 percent of people it's a it's in the low 30s approve of this guy but no one approves of this who approves of a 20 percent year-over-year rent increase in america's top 50 largest cities who approves of that i mean this is bad stuff and they can change the narratives all they want or try to get people to pay attention to whatever it is that gets the discussion off of these things but they it is hard to run it is hard to run from a situation 
where you're asking for the votes of people who have to sit down at the kitchen table every month and figure out where the heck the money went, figure out how they're going to pay, how they're going to pay the rent. Even though they got a raise, the rent went up much more and the cost of food and gas and everything else went up a lot more to wash away whatever increase their paycheck might be, and they actually have less now than they otherwise did. Americans are not happy, no matter what the party, other than those who are incredibly radically left, anti-Trump. That crowd is still thinking that we dodged a bullet by electing a guy that ends up doing the very things they told us Trump was going to do and the very things that they were terrified would happen if Trump were president. It's happening right before their eyes, and they don't, I don't know, they don't have the integrity to put the pieces together, the ability to critically think, or they just don't want to accept it. There's a number of explanations here. But the the 30%, which really may be in the 20s now, when you factor in uh, the amount of people who are probably telling pollsters things that they, you know, still they still don't want to admit, I guess, that Biden is a terrible, terrible president and that they didn't vote for this stuff. But no one's in favor of this, and they know it. It's a disaster on virtually every conceivable level. Every conceivable level. I've got to take a time out though. Plenty of more things to get to today, my friends. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by iCell Health. If you're looking for a an individual health policy, if you're looking for maybe adding or changing your company's health insurance plans, you're just uh, looking for options, if you're looking to maybe get a pro-life health care plan, which ICEL Health provides, for those of you that are, uh, I know many, many, many of you in this audience, like me, are pro-life, maybe you're interested in a pro-life Healthcare plan. There's other options out there as well. Check it out at iCellHealth.com. Call them at 815-372-1363. Eric and his team serve the majority of the country. And those of you listening in Indianapolis, he can provide help to you. And again, most of you listening, if you're listening on a uh, to the podcast, the chances are good he serves your area as well. iCellHealth.com. 815-372-1363. Be sure to tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So there's a whole bunch of things I want to touch on today. Um, and, and one of those is, again, to kind of – we don't do themes on here. I, I really I, – I just want to talk about the issues, talk about the things that have piqued my interest. Maybe there's things that we've been paying attention to for some time that haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it. Maybe we've talked about it and we're giving updates. I, I, I just want to kind of touch on a few things today. But there is a common theme here, and the theme's not created by me. It's created by the ideology of liberalism. 
It's created by the ideology of the radical left. It's not that I'm going out here and cherry-picking things to say, wow, look at this random thing that makes Biden or the radical left look bad. That's not at all the case. What the case is, is that their radical ideas are dangerous and they have terrible consequences for Americans. We talked about the rate of rent going up in America's 50 largest cities last segment by an average of 20%. 20% in 12 months. I did is crazy to think about. That's hundreds of dollars. I don't know what the average rent is in the United States, but that is hundreds of dollars difference in monthly rent amounts than people were paying 12 months ago. But here's another problem. This, I don't know. I, I, this might shock you. This might be exactly what you expected to hear. This is at townhall.com, written by Guy Benson. Crisis, the headline here, crisis, more migrants. Listen to this. Just let this, just listen, listen to this. More migrants released into U.S. last month, which is January, than were deported in all of fiscal year 2021. So more illegal immigrants were released into our country. Just call it the old Obama catch and release program where they would detain and then release people uh, if they pinky promise to come back to a court date, which we know that most don't. And understandably so, folks. Look, I've, <laughs> I understand why people want to come here. I've said it on here before. If you listen to the average radical leftist, the average Democrat in office today, not the rank-and-file people that vote for these jokers, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the, the radical left that's taken over the Democrat Party today. If you listen to their description, their analysis of the United States of America, there is absolutely no reason anybody would want to come here if what they are saying is true. I maintain that it's completely wrong, their analysis. Remember, we've got Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, Biden told her, get down there into Central America, meet with these leaders, and find out the root causes the root causes of why people want to come here illegally. As though this is some great mystery, folks. I mean, this, this, by the way, my dad has a phrase, I steal it from time to time. Well, I don't steal it because I credit him. He uses it, and I think it is completely appropriate when we talk about things like this. The term is overeducated idiots. Now, I'm not against education, but I'm against, <laughs> I am against the notion that one can have enough schooling or enough training in some liberal academia environment and suddenly have no use of or no use for, suddenly have no use of, um, common sense. Folks, people want to come here because this is the greatest place in the history of planet Earth. People want to come here for the opportunity. People want to come here because the places that they live are not safe, they're not prosperous. Um, they and the reason they're not prosperous is because we have too many politicians 
who simply want to turn a blind eye to our problem with illegal immigration. Even Biden's um, Biden's own what Mayorkas? What is the HHS? Not HHS. Uh, Homeland Security. HHS is Health and Human Services. Homeland Security. Too many acronyms over here. But Homeland Security, his own department, is on tape uh, on on video or audio tape saying this is the worst that the southern border has been in at least at least 20, 20 years. And so they largely want to turn a blind eye to this this problem until it's election time and they want to make it look like they're doing something uh, to, to stem this problem because Americans are not in favor. Whatever you think about the people who are already here, amnesty, you know, that sort of thing, Americans may disagree, but nobody is in favor of an open border. I mean, the radical left, and maybe that's it. But this... Um, this is quite hard to even articulate that we've released more illegal immigrants in the past month than we deported in all 12 months of fiscal year 2021. Just let that sink in. They own this. The, the left owns this. They don't even they won't even recognize that this is a great country. And that's why one of the reasons why people want to come here. There's obviously multiple factors. It's not just that America is a great country. It's that the the places that these folks are fleeing from have legitimate problems. And the reason that these folks have legitimate problems is that there's corruption and there's crime and there's drugs. And they're oftentimes not implementing the policies and ideas that were established in this country that created the prosperity and the opportunity that we have here. I've long said, if we want to stop or try to stop, obviously some sort of a barrier is is necessary. That's that's common sense one on one, but it's more than that. You know, there's there's monitoring. Um, th there's also um, some other policies that Trump, like the Remain in Mexico policies. I mean, all, there's many things you can do to to begin to to dial this back but another thing we can do is focus not on apologizing for America around the world but rather trying to export our ideas folks how terrible is it we can't we cannot take in in this country every person on planet earth that wants to come here that's not possible so the much much more uh, uh what do i want to say uh, I can't think of the exact word I want to say. It's sympathetic or compassionate, I guess I would say. thing to do is to, is to share the ideas that made America great. And how, folks, how can folks do that if they hate this country, if they hate the ideas that actually made America great, as the radical left does? Again, their, their position on this, their inconsistency on... Illegal immigration is, I mean, it's it's beyond um, illogical. It, it's truly a maze of inconsistencies and anti-logical thinking is what it is, and delusion. And, of course, the personal desires to benefit from these 
crises, which, of course, Rahm Emanuel told us years ago, never let a crisis go to waste. Anyway, long in this segment. Other things to get to after the break, my friends. Sit tight. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I tell you, you see this uh, Facebook. couple things about Facebook. Number one, um, I had actually the hippie lib. The hippie lib sent this to me um, a couple of weeks ago. Hippie lib um, who, well, she told me recently she's not sure how much longer I can call her that as she has... (laughs) I just just through what she's I experienced and, and seen, some of the things that it's just some of the things we've talked about. Um, even just, you know, just had the dumpster fire in general here. But um, she forwarded me an article. I had not seen this specifically, but Facebook 2021 was the first year since Facebook's inception. Let me ask you this. Do you guys know how many years Facebook? I'm looking at Oz here. You can yell out your answer, but I'm not going to hear you. Facebook, how long has Facebook been around? Any guesses? This this kind of shocked me. Oz is thinking. She's not even going to guess. What'd you say? We're not going to repeat that one. 18. I told the hippie lib I didn't even know Zuckerberg was 18. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just a little bit. I mean, I kind of feel like when he's on Capitol Hill, it's a little bit... Kind of feel like uh, the way that they question him, that whole thing kind of feels like mom and dad talking to the teenager. But anyway, just half kidding about that. Um, in their 18-year existence, um, the last year was the first year they lost users. Fact, now, it's massive, right? It's um, The number of users they have is a couple of, I think it was almost 2 billion but they lost 500,000 500, 500, users. First year they've lost users. I'm just pointing that out um, because of what I'm about to read to you next, and that is a headline here, Post Millennial. This was from, I don't remember if I saw this a couple days ago or maybe just yesterday. Headline here, <laughs> I, lo- I love the Babylon B. Babylon B headline uh, for, from yesterday. Babylon B joke removed by Facebook for violating, quote, community standards for hate speech. And this is what the, um, the copy in the post said. As a biological male, Schneider is once again prov- providing the vast superiority of the male intellect. intellect. Now, of course, it is satire. It is... Uh, it is mocking the things that we're told through our culture, through the media, through our politicians. It mocks it, right? It is a joke. Facebook said, no, 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 that is now hate speech, hate speech, because um, that is not very kind. It is hateful to suggest the superiority of the male intellect. How many people have lo- just 
Where did the ability to take a joke go? I mean, from people getting upset at, at Dave Chappelle. Folks, there's there's things I can laugh at when a liberal um, comic. They're not There's not many. They're all angry right now. But there's a couple out there, liberal comics, who make fun of some conservative stuff. And I can chuckle. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how it is so... We take ourselves, we have very serious things we're dealing with. The consequences are immense. I get all that. Um, but at the same time, folks, gee whiz, we need to we need to be able to laugh a little bit. So uh, the Babylon Bee was targeted by Facebook for violating their policies. And this is what Facebook's uh, warning or, I guess, response to the post read. No one else can see your post. We have these standards because we want discussions on Facebook to be respectful. Repeatedly violating our community standards can cause further account restrictions. If you think we've made a mistake, you can disagree with the decisions, but go fly a kite. It doesn't say that. It might as well. Um, Or even something much, much more... um, offensive <laughs> offensive than that i just you know it, what in the world are we dealing with and and facebook is going to sit here and they're going to have executives have meetings to figure out why they lost subscribers in 2021 and i'm not saying every subscriber or every user whatever they call them there is checking out of facebook because of this there's a bazillion reasons But I'm telling you, one of the big reasons is that Facebook is silencing a type of speech that it disagrees with. I I find that nearly impossible to suggest to disagree with that sentiment. I I just do. Um, They they are inconsistent in the way that they uh, enforce their rules. They're very graceful and forgiving to one side. In fact... Sometimes letting groups that in no way, shape, manner, or form should even be allowed to be on Facebook. Twitter's notorious for this too. But yet they have they have pages. Meanwhile, they're targeting, they're going after the Babylon Bee for making for making jokes. <laughs> I don't know. I just it is it is I don't know. Troubling in some sense, comical in another sense, telling in another sense. Just here's where we are. So wanted to share that as well. Babylon B uh, getting getting a post blocked because Facebook thinks the joke is inappropriate. We've literally I I don't know where we go from here. I I I know where we go. I know where they're going to take this. But it just logically speaking, my oh my, they're now the joke police. Quick time out, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, I should clarify. I didn't mention this. I just kind of got caught up in the post. The person that the Babylon Bee was referencing was um, an individual by who goes by the name of Amy Schneider. Amy Schneider was a Jeopardy 
contestant. And I remember this. This was a, a couple of... This was a little bit, a little bit ago, I think. Um, but anyway, it was, I remember reading the headlines and it said something along the lines of most successful female, um, Jeopardy contestant ever or some, something like that. that. That's what the headlines, the headlines were. Um, but she was born a biological male. I'm being I'm trying to be careful and respectful and explain this the best way that I can. <laughs> and so the Babylon B again their post was as a biological male Schneider is once again proving the vast superiority of the male intellect. <laughs> Is what the joke was. Facebook says no, can't do that. Um, I mean, surely we can at least grasp the irony here of Jeopardy touting the most successful female contestant in history as one who is biological, uh, biologically male. I just surely we can at least see some humor or something there without being accused of hating someone who is transgender. I just, I, I feel like I, I can hate, I, I can laugh at stuff. I mean, you can laugh at stuff. I, I don't know friends. Um, but that's the context. I should have done better at, um, framing that up. So that being said, I've got to take another time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Waning moments of the program today. Um, don't really, uh, you know, there's there's other things I, I want to get up, get into, but I will say this. And we'll say this, latest polling in Canada post-Trudeau acting like an authoritarian here. Um, conservatives, the Conservative Party in Canada is up 10 points in a, in a poll. Um, of course, to which I was thinking, it may not matter how many points they're up in a poll if they're all facing jail time. Or if they're all having their businesses shut down. I, I've seen video on social media that show, literally show, um, police threatening. I, I don't know if they've shut down any business or just threatened to, but basically threatening to shut down a business for serving. It was like, one that I saw was a coffee, a coffee shop. I think it was on uh, Prager U is where I saw that. But a coffee shop targeted by police. How dare you give truckers in the Freedom Convoy coffee? How does this even make sense? But the left cheers this stuff on, my friends. Now they're up, conservatives are up 10 points in polling in Canada. Gotta go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.